welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo, yo. How's it going? I mean, it's going great, man. Football is getting closer. Football has kind of essentially begun. Almost, yeah. In some some places around the country. Yeah, it's always it's always fun. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? Why are you pointing your ears? Have you uh, gone deaf? Have you gone deaf? And we're back. You got some uh, microphone problems, though. I went temporarily deaf, and <laughs> can, now I'm back. Can you hear? Hey, you guys. Nothing like technical difficulties within 10 seconds of starting a podcast. Well, before you went deaf, Helen mm-hmm. Keller, uh, football started. Right. And there's tons of news out there. Yep. So uh, before we get into that news, I just want to give a shout out to my uh, grandfather. Just found out a couple hours ago he passed away. Sorry uh, to hear about that, man. Yep. It R- blows. R.I.P. Uh, really love my grandfather. He is the reason I love sports. I was unfortunate enough to grow up without a dad when I was real young. And he was like kind of like my surrogate dad a mm-hmm. little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really got me digging into sports. Um, so uh, he will be missed. It's a crappy part about getting old. Yes, it is, sir. Sorry again. All right. I got through that without crying. I feel very good about myself. I feel good about you also. Uh, So on lighter news, did you, you wait, you, you started watching uh, Stranger Things, right? I did. I'm about, I'm only two episodes in, man. So I'm a little behind you who powered through the whole thing in like three days. It was a very quick thing. Right. If you have Netflix, watch Stranger Things. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's excellent. It's a good show. It's really up my alley. Uh, it's can't... it's definitely you have to be a sci-fi e fan and like a kind of a thriller type of. Thing. Yeah, it's like X Files meets the Goonies. Yeah, thing is what it is, and it's really really good. It's well cast. Act, you know, the, the characters are really well, and mm-hmm. the storyline's really cool. And for me personally, like it's really hard for me to even find time to watch any television, let alone to enjoy a show. So like something like Netflix really allows me to like binge watch something. Right. So when I start watching something, it's like. And I like it. I'm like, yes, yeah, a new show I like. Cause it's so limited. And I pretty much like watched Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, and that's pretty much it. That's yep. my life TV, yep. besides yep. sports. Right. And now football's coming, and uh, well, yeah. adios everything else. I have to watch. It's like part of my like non-high-paying job is to watch football. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I got a new gig. I announced um, on Twitter. I got a gig with the ESPN Cleveland. Yes, congratulations. So if you live in the Cleveland area, you will be fortunate enough to listen to me on ESPN. 850 WKNR. There you go. Every Thursday, every Friday. And I will have my own show on Sunday mornings from 8 to 9. Nice, man. So if you're looking for redraft information, which I got to make the transfer over to redraft, which is fine because I dominate my redraft leagues <laughs> way easier than I dominate my dom- dynasty leagues. Right. Uh, I'll have a show on from 8 to 9 every morning. So if you like stream shows on, you know, live. Right, right. Look up Cleveland, Little, ESPN, tune, ESPN Radio. Tune-in app. You can get it there. Look at the tune-in app, tune app, and you can listen to me. Yep. I will be pimping Dynasty Nerds so hard and pimping the Dynasty <laughs> world onto the redraft people like no tomorrow. Like, yes. I want to like redo some stuff with the site where like I have a big like Dynasty information, like what is Dynasty. Right. Because I'm guessing we're going to have like thousands of more people coming to the website now because it's a pretty popular radio station here in Cleveland. Right. Uh, get some people well informed, man, and get them hooked. But look at this: dreams do come true. I, I will officially work for ESPN. That's awesome, man. It's not anybody. Else. It's ESPN. Yeah. They own it, and they're going. I'm gonna be working for them. Yeah. I mean, me and like you know, Mel, me and Matt Matthew Bear are pretty much partners. Yeah, yeah you guys are basically teammates. Yeah, we're pretty much teammates. Yeah, so yeah, you know, here's Co- the ESPN Dynasty Nerds yeah. uh, podcast. But I'm allowed to pimp Dynasty Nerds to my heart desires. So nice. I'll be pimping a podcast, a website. The pennies should be rolling in. Pennies, man. Pennies upon pennies. You got to watch out. Those things hurt. Yeah. So check me out on ESPN and uh, check out Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Good show. You'll thank me. Yeah. I bet 20% of our audiences have already watched it. I bet you you're right. I bet 25%. It's like the hottest show on TV. I I bet you they should be paying us for all this free pub we're giving them. But the worst part is about Stranger Things. Nobody cares about Barb. Nobody cares about Barb, Nobody cares about Barb. (laughs) Not at all. I mean, I understand, but still, it's, you know, what about Barb? My buddy changed his avatar to Barb. I saw on, it. On Facebook, did you see it? <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah. And one of my friends wrote, nobody cares about Barb. <laughs> uh, I was laughing on the inside and the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So enough about me, yep. enough about Barb. Right. 
Where is Barb? I don't know because I've only I'm only two episodes in. I know I watched I know. all eight episodes. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger for you. I know she's gone, but yeah, she's somewhere. Yep. Um, let's talk actual dynasty fantasy football. You know what's great about like, it's the season begins here now. So obviously in dynasty it's three sixty five. There is no off season, right? Right. But when football really starts, essentially that's when the season starts, right? And we can count training camp as the season beginning. Oh, for sure. Essentially. Yeah. For for me, I mean, it, you're obviously not scoring points, but this is um, where you can uncover some diamonds. And real news starts here. And we're going to talk right. about a couple guys that um, already that you should acquire right. via waivers at the end of the So stay tuned to the end of the episode. Right on. Uh, in case for those people that don't listen all the way through. They listen the first 10 minutes to hear my hot takes and then, all right, I'm out. I don't got time for this. Um. So, obviously, huge news. Two huge nuggets. Right. One nugget here, one nugget there. First one being, Josh Gordon is back, baby. Kind of. Yeah, uh, this was like the weirdest reinstatement I've ever heard of in my days of, you know, like all these suspensions, obviously. Seems like a kind of a newer thing in the past five years. This is the weirdest reinstatement I've seen yet. Yeah, it's almost like Goodell's like making redemption out of all this other stuff he's done. By, like, helping out the Browns. I mean, it is year of Cleveland. You know, Indians are in first place. The Cavs win it all. It's like, let's help out the Browns best we can. And to get him back in here right away, he's going to be allowed to practice with the team and play in the preseason and then be suspended for the first four games. Here's the thing that I don't get. The guy gets reinstated. But just kidding, you're suspended for the first four games, which would normally mean you couldn't be with the team. But just kidding, you can stay with the team but you can't practice. Really funky monkey, man. It seems like they're just like making this up as they go. Is that what Roger does? But I mean, like either either reinstate the guy because he didn't do anything and let him play, or he got busted again, which means he shouldn't be reinstated at all, and he should just be his which indefinite is, suspension should continue. Unless it's something like they're just like extending, like it was a year and for a quarter suspension. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure Roger would explain it in his lawyer talk very thoroughly. Like, listen here, when you dot the I and you cross the T and you miss the P, you got a P on time. I mean, when I initially heard that the guy was getting suspended for four games, I thought, oh, they're not going to let him anywhere near the facility. They're just giving him enough rope to hang himself again. Like, you know, like, oh, here's the little carrot, and then we're going to yank it away from you, and then he's, they're going to bank on him screwing up in that four games and getting, you know, suspended again. It's weird, but, man. But now they're letting him back. It, so I don't, I don't get it at all. This is a really weird move. I, I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing as a Browns fan. As a Browns fan, anything is good. And getting a guy back of his caliber is phenomenal. Now, when he came back from his last suspension, the guy couldn't run a route. He looked terrible. Well, they already put him on the um, non-football injury list. He had a quad injury. Oh, yeah. He shows up. He reports that he's already on a quad injury. He's going right. miss two weeks, which is that's whatever. That's fine. I mean, it's... It, Obviously, it doesn't really matter because the dude's not going to be playing the first four games either. But, I mean, it's just, it's just really bizarre. Like, I'm not sure if the Browns are, like, making him jump through extra hoops now, too. They're like, oh, no, now you're injured. They're going to have to make him through. run. You know I mean? They're going to run him into the ground because they want to make sure he's on the same page. They want to keep him straight and arrow. Right. I'm, I'm wondering if they, they, you know, if the guy, like, took his physical and he blew, blew a quad because they're running him like crazy when he hasn't really been working out. I mean, he's only been there for 15 minutes. Right. He was on the, on the you know, NFI list. So it's it – I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it as a Browns fan. I don't okay. know if they actually want him back or what. Well, 99.9% .9 of the people listening aren't Browns fans. I understand that. So – from a dynasty aspect, I mean, Josh Gordon, we got to remember. Now, this is a guy that's been in trouble with the league and pretty much had a suspension going on right. for four straight years, okay? But he's only 25 years old, and he is one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL. Remember, this is a guy, the only guy in the NFL that have back-to-back 200-plus-yard -back receiving games. He glides on the football field. He's, like, he's one of those players that doesn't even look like he's run that fast, but he is flying down the field. I remember. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He put up 1,600 yards with, like, four different quarterbacks that were all terrible. <laughs> that Dude, yeah, if you read off the list of quarterbacks. Seneca Wallace, think, yeah, Colt McCoy. With, it was terrible. Terrible, okay? Brian Hoare. <laughs> like, wasn't, Who I knows? mean, like, Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon, that all, dinosaur. I mean, whatever, they're you know all mean? terrible, man. So, him missing the four, first four games is 
it obviously hurts. But if you have Josh Gordon, you're you're excited to get him back. Oh, I mean, and yeah, you've held on to him this long. I mean, yeah, you're super excited that you're going to get him back at any point. He's got a lot to play for. I mean, this is it. He's going to be restricted free agent after this year, and he needs to get paid. All right, he knows he has to get paid. He knows this is his last chance. So we should see everything we've he's got from Josh Gordon this year. He's ta- he's pairing up with his old buddy. Robert Griffin III from Baylor. Right. He has his, he, I don't know how close they are, but, you know, those Baylor boys, he has Corey Coleman on the other side. So it's going to be the Cleveland Brown Baylor Bears. Uh, and <laughs> Say that three times fast. No way. <laughs> I might cry trying to do that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like not only does he have, because I think last year, like, he had a pity party as well when he tried to play because he wanted to play with Johnny Manziel. Uh, he had a, he's, he's a little baby. He's a little yeah, he's baby. He's a total baby. So I feel like I feel like we're gonna I, I feel like he's gonna succeed if given an opportunity. Again, he's only twenty five. His ADP right now, which we just launched our July ADP uh yesterday or two days ago on the site, uh dynastandards.com. Make sure you get there. We have the July ADP up, rookie and player ADP. He has an ADP right now of one twenty three, right behind Isaiah Carell, Jonathan Stewart, and Dwayne Allen. So expect that to rise. I was gonna say that'll be going up for sure for the August ADP. Mm-hmm. And right now I ha- I've had a lot of people, you know, twit write me on Twitter saying, Hey, what can I get for Josh Gordon right now? I'm trying to sell Josh Gordon. Now is not the time to sell Josh Gordon. No, wait till they see him in action again. Yeah. I mean, his values little enough. Cause I know when Josh Gordon was initially coming back, like I was getting trade offers of first round picks. I was getting good player offers and I was saying no to all of them. Because Josh Gordon was coming back, they got suspended, tagged, tag, you know, right. or delayed again, and now his value is dropped again. And he's a fringe player because he's always going to be that like one mistake he's done, one mistake he's done. But he is coming back, which is huge. That's that's an accomplishment by itself. Right. All right. Anybody see Justin Blackman running around anywhere lately? No. Yeah, because he weighs as much as an elephant. Yeah, that guy is. He gave up. Right. At least Josh Gordon's trying to come back now. Granted. Justin Blackman was like the fourth overall pick, and he got paid already, but that not being a point, he still has a drive at least to try and come back and be successful. And some of the things, the last couple of things he's been suspended for, you know, have been somewhat silly. They've been ticky-tacky, to say the least. 0.01% nanograms above the past test, having a beer with the wide receivers coach on a plane at the end of the season. A lot of it's been a little ticky-tacky, like you said. Um, So, again, I'm not selling Josh Gordon right now. Are you selling Josh Gordon? No. I, no, def, definitely not. I mean, this is this is still a low point for him. Yes. His value is going to go up. You don't want to sell in a depressed area of, of anybody's value, if, especially if you expect a rise. And he's definitely going to be rising. I mean, it's not a question of, hey, this guy's old and, you know, like one last hurrah or something like that. It's not like that. He, this guy's young, and, it, and the pendulum is swinging back up on his, on his value. Yeah, and it's a razor sharp pendulum. Yeah, it will cut you. So you don't want to. You don't want to sell at the bottom part. No, sell. Yeah, you always want to sell high. You never want to sell low in dynasty. Right. You should never freak out and jump to conclusions, because usually your return you're not gonna get anything back of significance anyways. So why even bother? Right. You know. I mean, he's worth more to you on your team than just the draft pick or whatever. It's crappy. worth the gamble. Right. It's worth the gamble on Josh Gordon because you can get somebody who's potentially the number one overall dynasty receiver coming back. Right. I mean, especially if you sat on him this long. I mean, there'd be no sense in getting rid of him the moment he's reinstated. No. If you're going to do it, wait until week three or four. I mean, whatever. Three or four weeks into his season. So, Do like you think he eight. comes back and can he be a wide Do you think he will be a wide receiver one again? Will we see Josh Gordon as a wide receiver one in fantasy football ever again? Ever again? Yeah. I agree. He's just too good. He's yeah. just, he's way too good. Now, I'm, granted, he hasn't played football say, since I'm not, 2014. I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be this year. Because, dude, last time he came back, he looked like crap. But that's what, right that's why I feel good about him being able to participate in training camp and the preseason games. Right. No, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely, it definitely helps. But, I mean, then he's going to be off for four weeks. Luckily, he's allowed to stick around and, and work out and stuff. Yeah. But he can't, he can't practice. So I mean it's a it's pretty bizarre. So it's a very interesting. It case is a, with it, him. it is a weird and it's something we will probably never see again. 
he might be able to see somebody, you know, if you can hold off long enough, like if you've obviously you've probably built your team around Josh Gordon. Um, I know like, for example, I have Josh Gordon in a draft we just had last weekend mm-hmm. and I was decimated with injuries at receiver and I lost people. I had Josh Gordon and besides Josh Gordon, I had Des Bryant and DeAndre Hopkins. Are those two great people to have? Yeah. Yeah. But I needed, a th- I had no third wide receiver. I made a, I made a couple moves, right, traded for Devin trades. Funchess, right. uh, got Marcus Wheaton, moved up in the draft, drafted Corey Coleman, uh, and never other Brown, and uh, <laughs> literally, literally, that's my whole draft was Brown. It's the way it worked out. Yeah, it worked out like that. Well, at the end of the draft, it just got funny. Well, yeah, it was. This draft funny. class was bad enough where I can get funny at the end. So this rookie draft we had last weekend, I traded up from six to three uh, to take Corey Coleman, and I lost my second in the process, which I was okay with. Um, All right. And I drafted Corey Coleman. Well, in the third round, I took Rashard Higgins. Right. Which is a good pick in the third round. Right. Not bad. Right. That's, yeah. So at that point, people started to laugh at me and say, Are you only going to draft Browns? And at that point, I was like, Well, yeah, why not? So in the fourth round, I took Jordan Payne. And in the fifth round, I took Seth DeValve. Yeah. Why not? I mean, why not? <laughs> believe me, with what we were looking at on the board, none of those picks were bad. I mean, it was the, the comic value was probably worth it at that point. So, you know, as having Josh Gordon, I didn't, I didn't think I'd have a competitive team because I didn't think Josh, I didn't know if Josh was going to play this year. Right, if he did, right. what was going to get out of him? So now I get Devin Funches, who has a great upside uh, at Dynasty Corey, at Corey NFL. You can follow him on Twitter, one of our top writers. Just posted an article on DynastyNerds.com on Monday talking about Devin Funches mm-hmm. and why you should be making moves for Devin Funches. Or did that post on Monday? I might be thinking of the wrong article. He just submitted an article All right. on Devin Funches. So if it's not up, it's going up very soon. He explains why you should be making moves for Devin Funches. And I wrote him back. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you wrote this article because I just made a move for Devin Funches. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm picking him up uh, everywhere I can get him. So I'm right, like, oh, right. well, great. And then Marcus Wheaton, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. Uh, well, I mean, I think this is Marcus Wheaton's kind of year to shine with, with what's his name suspended. Um, Martavis Bryant. With Martavis Bryant suspended. So, I mean, you'll get some early season value out of him for sure. No, yeah, I'm happy. So, yeah. if you're like me with Josh Gordon, like, you've probably made moves around that, so everything you get from him is kind of like sugar on top. Right, right, yeah, you've built your team with him kind of as an afterthought. Yeah. Is what you're trying to exactly. say. Exactly. And, and if you're in rebuild yeah. mode, you can still trade him in midseason for something quality. I mean, what if you can get a 17 first for him? Like, at, like come, like, you know, say we're about November and people are making a playoff push and Gordon comes back and he's dominating. You get a 17 first and then something. Most Probably, likely. yeah. And, and that's, that's a great flip for me. I mean, if you're rebuilding, like that's the perfect thing to do if you're rebuilding and you own Josh Gordon. Try to sell him midseason and get a 2017 a, in a good draft, get a first-round draft pick. And An excellent pick. And something else, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you you'd have to treat him like, like, like an A.J. Green. Kind of, you know, maybe not the number one overall guy, but, you know, top, top 10 dynasty startup player. But that, I mean, but that's like you, you hold that guy over somebody's head who's staring down a championship and they're going to give you that 2017 first and some. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely a good strategy. So give me, give me a prediction here. This is going to literally just a a really crazy prediction. Okay. Two, the year's 2017 and it's July of 2017. So one year year from today, one year from today. Where will Josh Gordon's ADP be on DynastyNerds.com? It's what now? ADP. No, I know. It's what now? It's 120-something? Right now, it's 124, I think. 124. It's probably going to be about... 123. 40? 40? 40? 45. Wow. Yeah. I'm guessing he's going to be in the 20s. You think he's going to be that high? Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to have the greatest... I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just a little bit more hesitant, I guess, than you are. He's gonna be like Mercury. He's gonna be rising. Yeah, and rising. I mean, I try to, I try to be a little bit conservative. On, I guess, I guess forty is probably a little bit. He's low. one nanogram away from being suspended that, for the rest of his life. That, I mean, that's the that's the thing that, and I'm not sure he's gonna come back in tip top shape. Okay, I think it might take him a year to round back into that. I think he is gonna be in good shape. He's been posting all those videos about him running on you know treadmills and you know. All right. Holding medicine balls. Took him 15 minutes to blow out a quad. Kicking it with Johnny Manziel. That's all I'm saying. That's it true. took him 15 minutes and his quad was done. Other Browns news, Gary Barnes is cleared for training camp. Uh-huh. So if you have Gary Bear. Big play Like Gary. I do. Yeah. Then get, it's good news. Get excited. Thousand-yard tight end receiver. Yeah. Got to do our sleep. I, I, I had some really good sleepers last year. 
Big play Garrett was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Got to got to come up with some more of those this year. Got to think about that. I mean, sure. I mean, for I mean, I work for ESPN now. I got to keep better. I got to get the pressures stuff. on, bro. I got to be right way more often. Yeah. Um. So another guy who is kind of pushing the limits here, Le'Veon Bell. Let Le'Veon Bell back in the news for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons again, man. Missed, uh, missed a test. Missed a test. From what I I gathered, he did he like change cell phones and not tell the NFL. I don't know. He's saying he's going to win the case. And I know the way it works is if he can prove that the person that's trying to get in contact didn't, didn't do everything necessary to get a hold of him, then he will win. But I don't know. Is that what it is? He's strange cell phones? From, listen, this is like from what I, I picked up here and there. I think he changed cell phones, okay. didn't notify the NFL, and he's in the, poly, he's in the drug program. Yeah. So they couldn't get a hold of him. Saying that'd be his fault, though. That's his fault. Yes. Like, you have to. And he's all, like, and he's rubbing it in their face and saying to the media that he's not going to be serving that four-game suspension. They're going to drill his ass. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about him missing those four games. Um, Maybe worst case, he's, he's going to miss games. Roger don't like being shown up, man. No, no, Roger no. Roger does not like no, being shown up. And Le'Veon no. saying, I'm not serving any of those games. I would love to see, like, Roger Goodell behind closed door with like two bourbons in him. Oh like, man! Just the way he talks like crap, like this mother over here. Uh huh. He's yeah. gonna, she's gonna show me. I'm gonna show him. Right. He'll wake up with a horse head in his bed. Yeah. There's probably some serious things getting thrown around his office late night. Yeah. When you're in a program, man, it's like literally you're not even allowed to fly out anywhere without noti- notifying anybody. You have to notify the NFL of every single thing that you do. Right. Like, and, and like I said, like I'm like piecing this together from a conversation I heard on the radio. So it sounds like he did that and then wasn't like maybe he went on vacation or something too. And like, didn't like, so I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but it sounds like he, he was incommunicado and basically he thinks it's their fault. They're probably going to come back and say, no, sir, that was your fault. You should have notified us that you were leaving and you changed your phone number. Here's your four-game suspension. Go, go sit down for a while. Hashtag two to three-year window. So, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, man. That's... And we've been, it's funny because we've been talking about Le'Veon Bell like the last month about like when you trade like elite running backs. Right. And obviously you can't trade Le'Veon now. But just as we were talking about, okay, so we got we to gotta compare Josh Gordon to the situation, right? You could be worried about Josh Gordon being suspended any time for a long period of time. Well, same thing for Le'Veon. Because once you go four-game suspension, then oh, it goes ten-game ten suspension. suspension. Okay, and adios. Yeah, so he would be literally one mass, one non-phone call away from missing ten games. Right. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he is the same thing. Like, you can't trade him now. But he's almost on the verge of, like, in-season. Depends where your team is. Like, you might want to trade him away at the end of this year. Because if he plays, he's going to be really good. Well, he's, he's twofold because he's suspension now and injury. Suspension, injury, and free agent. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not as worried about the free agency. I mean, I think his game is, would translate to another team. But, I mean, the first two concern me. I mean, he seems to always have an injury where he's missing four or five games a year. Yeah, but what if he went somewhere like where the offense wasn't as dynamic and he was the focal point and people crowd the box on him. He gets hit more. Would he get, would he get injured more? Would that not concern you a little bit? I mean, I guess, yeah, I I guess, yes, it would concern me a little bit, but I mean, not as much as the first two, I guess is my point. So what do you do if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner? I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner. I own him in tons of leagues, except for the league. I trade him away for Monty Ball. Uh, (laughs) Ouch. What do you, like the way I look at it is, so I'm really considering, I mean, he was kind of the focal point of the whole hashtag two to three year window as it started. Right. Hey, a couple more years out of Le'Veon, and I should should I trade him after a couple of years? Um, now I'm thinking. So here's my thought process, right? If I can get a really good year out of Le'Veon this year, and then flip him at the end of the year, not in season because I need him to win. Right. You, yeah. If I can flip him for a 17 first and maybe something else and get a, another dynamic running back, not knowing when he's going to be in free agency, do I do that? I mean, obviously this is going to be a case-to-case basis. I mean, if you're, if you're still running with a team that's got a lot of young talent and stuff, I think you can probably do that. But if you're getting to the end of a run with a team... Which I'm not, of course. Right. I just keep reloading that bad boy. 
Right. No, but but there are people that, you know, they think that they got maybe one more good year at it. Then I, I you know, then I'd stick stick around with them, you know, for another one year. Because like, I think you could still trade them after 2017 and still get a good haul. Like this year, like, or even like right now, like I should be able to trade Le'Veon for Zeke straight up. Right. The one one this year. I should be able to. Um, I th- no, I don't know. Well, obviously, I would want Zeke there anyways, but. Most people are going to have Le'Veon Bell rated higher than Ezekiel Elliott in their dynasty rankings. Okay. All right. So, for example, next year, most people should have Ezekiel Elliott rated or Le'Veon Bell rated higher than Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. So, shouldn't I be able to move him for Leonard Fournette? Nick uh, Chubbs? Ferris uh, Bueller? 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 <laughs> it, it's, it, that one's very close, man. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to say. It's, but it's funny how that, that's what I'm saying, but it's funny how when it comes to value, when you say somebody's worth something, but then you want to go make a move something, and I'm like, eh, I'd rather just take the young guy and gamble. Because I don't know where those guys are going to land. That's, I mean, there's a little bit of an unknown with those guys where I'm just like, eh. Yeah, but for like Leonard Fournette, it doesn't matter where he lands. Does it matter, would it matter where Zico Elliott landed for you? No, but where he did land was amazing. Oh, yeah, that was huge. That was huge. You know? I mean, that's John Holmes style right there. So it, it's kind of like... I think they'll be good wherever, but they'll be great here. You know, like, I yeah. mean, there's always that, there's always that scenario. Okay. What if Leonard Fournette goes to the, the, uh, Colts? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So that's perfect. I'm a happy camper. Exactly. Okay. Well, I mean, so Le'Veon, I mean, if you own Le'Veon, do you own any, any Le'Veon shares? I don't know. Would you be looking to move after this year? Would you, would you apply that hashtag two to three year window and like, you know what? He's been nothing but injuries, yes. and he's been nothing but now suspensions. He's yet to give me a full season. I'm cashing out on Le'Veon now. Yes. I feel the same way. I feel like this is my last year of owning Le'Veon Bell. I feel like I'm going to cash out. I feel like I'm going to try and get maybe even like another running back back that's maybe not number one, and I'll take a mid-17 first and, and live with that and yep. grab another running back, but maybe get like a suitable running back, even somebody like a – like a Gio Bernard in a 17 first. And does that sound crazy? Yeah, like a Gio Bernard for Le'Veon Bell in a first. But if I can get a PPR running back and Gio Bernard, who might finish his running back 12 and Le'Veon finishes his running back four, and I got to drop six spots, but I could also get a 17 first and get a potential of another starting running back, I feel like at this point I'm almost willing to do that. I feel like Le'Veon Bell's days are somewhat numbered. I feel like there's just so much snowballing against him. Free agency, missed drug tests, injuries. It's like... You have that really hot girlfriend, but all she she's like dumb as a box of rocks, and all she does is complain all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's good at night, it's good, <laughs> but the rest of the part of it is terrible. And like when Le'Veon's got the ball in his hands, oh, it's good. No. He is a smooth criminal, guys, Mac, Michael Jackson style. You guys are making out like crazy. Yeah, but when you're on the sideline, mm-hmm. when you're the side chick, yeah. side slash dude, you're like, oh man, this, this sucks. <laughs> I don't like it over here in the corner. No, it's not, it's never good in the corner. Who man. put baby in the corner? Nobody put baby in the corner. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole point. So <laughs> you agree with me? I think I we are officially advocating sell Le'Veon Bell six months from now. Yes, I'm all for it. Yeah, I am. I am. Yep. Yeah, sell him, man. We're gonna make bumper. We're gonna make bumper stickers. Yeah, don't sell him right now. Obviously, four games suspension. No, that's and ride him out. Yeah, but yeah, like. Definitely mid-season sell that guy, or at the end of the season, if you're, you know, if you're a contending guy, um, sell him after the season. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Andre Johnson was spied today. Was he? In Tennessee. Was he, like, golfing or something? No, 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 no. no. He was in Tennessee talking to Jeff Fisher about being me- mediocre. Wait, who's Jeff Fisher? Uh, the old coach in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. All right. Who's probably just as mediocre as Jeff Fisher. All right. I'll uh, take that. Yes, probably. <laughs> He was a spot in Tennessee, uh, no contract signed, but he was spotted there. Now, no reason to get excited. No, not not at all. Um, what is, what does that say about the other wide receivers there to you? I think it's my biggest concern there. Like, so they've been pimping Tajay Sharp, right? Right, right. As running with the ones, and we're both big TGB fans. But uh-huh. again, as he's we, got all the physical tools. Yes, and we and I, we said this two to three weeks ago. Hey, we're still DGB fans, but this Tajay Sharp news shouldn't go unnoticed. It should no. be noticed because what does it say about DGB? We're not saying that Sharp is better, but they're, they're making a point to DGB. Why are they making a point already right. in OTAs? Right. It's, so, a, it's a little bit bizarre, and it's a little bit concerning if you're a DGB 
owner. It is. It is. And it and it also has made you some a little bit concerned is okay, maybe all this fluff, if you like the Tajay Sharp news, maybe it was just fluff. Yeah, maybe it was just fluff because now they're looking in other directions. Now they're that they're looking at the veteran guy that mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're thinking Andre Johnson can come in and, and teach DGB how to be a wide receiver or how to take his job seriously and, you know, like train. Maybe. I mean, that, I mean, because because Andre's done. Andre doesn't have much left in the tank. Yeah. No, he. Didn't, I mean, he didn't even start in Indy, pretty much. Right. So there, it's a, there's no concern there, and I don't. We, I didn't even bring it up to say, hey, you know, go sign Andre Johnson. I cut him off my roster. He, I mean, he's a guy that's obviously been known to have a good work ethic. Yes. So maybe that's what they're doing. Okay. Is is doing that? I mean, that's just like kind of connecting dots there. I, I I don't really know that for sure, but I guess that's. That's how I would see it. I'm not sure that it really, to me, says, hey, they're looking to replace either one of those guys, but they might be looking for a guy to mentor those guys. So the guy you kind of want, who might be a sneaky play this year, who was somewhat not, I mentioned his name multiple times last year, and I, you probably, if you have him on your team, it's probably because I told you to pick him off your waiver wire, and that's Rashard Matthews. Right. Um, I've been kind of touting his name left and right for two years now, and he's somebody that could be, at times, like a spot play, not somebody you want to start. But now he's pretty much penciled in as a starter there in Tennessee. And with all this other news going around in Tennessee, Marcus Mariota's got to throw the ball to somebody. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly, from what I've been just trying to like figure out this the whole Tennessee wide receiver thing, it's, it sounds like Kendall Wright might not make it through camp. He's another he, name that's kind of like he's not, he's yeah he's not a guy that's like guaranteed a spot here and for a guy that I mean he he essentially has led their wide receiver core not that it's been great but he's led their wide receiver core the past few years um they're kind of just showing him the door a little bit here they're bringing in all these guys and and obviously a lot of young talent and they're talking up this Tajay Sharp the rookie and 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 all the news that's coming out about. Kendall Wright is the dude was just basically freelancing, and they're not going to let him do that anymore. Yeah, it's, just, it's all bad years. news about that. There's so, no news about Justin Hunter, which is Justin Hunter. I mean, just I repeat in the last couple of years. I I just think we know what Justin Hunter is, and he is a nobody, a nobody. A jag. Yeah, he's just a guy. Definitely. So, I think Rashard Matthews is kind of the guy that might benefit there, which might put him into wide receiver three, consistent wide receiver three numbers this year, which again. Those are good numbers to have. And you got to imagine Rashard Matthews right now is pretty attainable throughout the dynasty world. So if you really need like that, you know, say you're a championship contender and you don't want to overpay, maybe you don't have a lot of draft picks or maybe you don't have a lot of depth and you need someone that might be able to contribute to your dynasty roster for pretty cheaply, mm-hmm. maybe like a, a late uh, second round pick in 17, which is going to hold good value. But again, you're trying to win. Maybe Rashard Matthews is somebody you can go out there and pick up that will give you just enough to push you over the top at the wide receiver three position. Or maybe you need that wide receiver four to put in there in case of an injury or during bye weeks. Rashard Matthews might be the guy you could probably get. Now, do I want to give up a 17 second for him? No, and I'm not going to start there, but maybe you can give up a 17 third and something. Right. You know, but I think, I think Rashard Matthews might fall into that line of being a startable wide receiver this year in fantasy football. I agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that second round pick in 2017 for the guy that's 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 too that's too a little bit too much for me but you know if you can get creative and not have to pay a second round pick to get richard matthews then yeah he's he's a nice little guy to have as a you know back end starter type of guy or like a fill-in guy yeah and maybe you throw out there hey i have a 17 third or maybe like there's a player that maybe what players are you interested in richard matthews and approach it with like hey man i'm just kind of looking for like a bench guy the spot you know is my wide receiver four and I was using that kind of tactic this weekend. When I made the move from Marcus Wheaton and Devin Funchess, uh, the guy had 10 wide receivers on his roster. Okay. 10. Marcus yeah, I know. Yeah, I know he had a lot. I didn't know he had 10. Yeah. Marcus Wheaton was his wide receiver 10. Oh, man. And I told the guy, I was like, listen, dude, you don't need 10 wide receivers. You only need three. You want to have, if you have six like good receivers, right. you're in good shape. Like, if you'd option to trade four of them, well, I really like uh, the way it looks. He literally falls in that category that we preach against of, your team looks sexy on paper. Right. It's not doing you any favors. It's not, man. You got to have some balance and, and be able to start all your positions and have them all be strong. And he was trying to bend me over on every player. Like he won two seventeen first for Alan. He won two first round picks for Alan Hearns. Yes. I, I, I was sitting right next to you and, and you guys asked me who would, you know, who was getting the better end of that deal. And I kind of just like laughed, like, 
Yeah. It was to prove a point. Whoever I, was getting the first round picks is definitely getting the better end of that deal. Yeah. Like, he was by like, far. He's like, no, dude, it's fair. So I put a quick poll on Twitter. Right. And I had like 400 responses and like, you know, a little bit. And I showed him like, look, dude, 70% say you're way off base here. Right. I was like, did you bring lube? Do you want me to bend over here? Do you, you bring lube? But the point was, I told him, I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm just trying to get a third, you know, receiver, backup receiver. Like, I'm not looking for anything special. Right, right. And, going for that bench guy that you're talking and about. And I emphasize that. And sometimes you need to emphasize that. You let people know, hey, dude, I'm not desperate here. Right. I'm not looking for a guy that's going to be my number one wide receiver and you can bend me over for this guy. Yeah. I'm looking for a guy that's just going to be a fill-in guy in bye weeks and, and, and I, if I had an injury. And I kept emphasizing that. Yeah. and kept emphasizing that. Right. And I whittled him down and I broke him down. And eventually I got Funches and Wheaton for two second-round picks. Right, which is, yeah. I mean, that's that's very good. That's pretty good. And, and I got yeah. a 17-third. So essentially I moved down out of the second and back into the third of 17, which isn't too bad. But then I lost the two-thirds because I gave up the two-thirds to move up to grab Corey Coleman. Right, in another in another trade. Yeah. Which I loved all my moves. I, I mean, you basically moved up two spots and got into that second, you know, second big tier of players for nothing so, in my eyes. Yeah, so for essentially for two seconds, one in 16 and one in 17, and two 17-thirds, I got Devin Funchess, Marcus Wheaton and Corey Coleman. Yeah, no, there it was definitely good moves, man. I, I, I was unfortunately I'm, I'm in that league. I was picking way back, so I, I really didn't have the ammunition to, to move up. Yeah. I, but I wanted to. I wanted to. I couldn't. I, you had to move two spaces, so it was really nice for you. And yeah, it worked out well. For yeah. Me. Um, but for like, so Richard Matthews can fall into that category of saying, "Hey, you know, I don't expect much, even if you do kind of like." Like, obviously, I'm telling you to pick him up because I think he'd be a wide receiver three. Right. You go into it attacking saying, hey, I'm just looking for a wide receiver four, man. I have a lot of depth. Um, I'm just looking around for some wide receiver fours. Don't call him a wide receiver three. I'm just looking for some wide receiver fours. I feel like Rashard Matthews fit in that category. You're not going to start him. What can, I, what can I give you? Right. And, you know, some people say, hey, can you give me this? You can say, whoa, dude, again, did you bring lube? Or maybe they'll come at you with such a low offer that you're like, okay, yeah, here, sold. Yeah, right. Because some people are like, well, you, you approach me once you, t- you, know, you make the offer. Right. Which is a smart way to say it. To see what they're offering first. Exactly. Because it, it could reverse in the same effect. Somebody would be like, hey, I'll give you this for him. And you're like, oh, yeah. Here, Absolutely. Here you go. Yes. Here you go. Sign here. me up. Yeah. Do you, yeah I got lube. You want to <laughs> use it? So, uh, again, he falls in that category. And that's all the news that we have with Andre Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so the Andre Johnson news turned into a long talk about Richard Matthews and lube. <laughs> and lube, of course. Oh, man, I'm hot and bothered. Uh-huh. Um, other news, Jordy Nelson. Um, yeah, they, did they, they put him on the active pup. Is that what happened? Yes, sir. And that was uh, due to tendonitis in his knee, but not his surgically repaired knee, right? It was the other knee that they said he was overcompensating, basically. You are correct, sir. If, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on the radio. Mm. Mm. So, um, hopefully, I mean, that's nothing big, but it's not great news when a guy coming back from injury. No. Has an overcompensation type injury. Cause that could, I mean, that could snowball. Yeah. And I, and I said to sell Jordy Nelson two years ago because one, I mean, he's had multiple surgeries. He had the thing going on with his hip. He has his knee, mm-hmm. uh, he peaked a couple of years ago. He's going to be 31 years old. Guys that start getting injuries consistently at 31 they don't get healthier all of a sudden okay no no they don't i mean i i if he comes back to form obviously he's going to have another couple of years of good production there in green bay but like you said once the injuries start coming guys don't tend to get you know more healthy and have like a, a huge bounce back more times than not they just snowball into worse things yeah i mean right now he's got an adp of 28 to me, that's ridiculously high for Jordy Nelson. For me, he's one of those players like in a startup. I'm not even considering the right. draft. He, that's the category he falls into. I mean, I'd rather get the player he's right ahead of is Devontae Parker, and I'd rather oh, get yeah. I'd rather gamble on Devontae Parker. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, this is something that I I am personally I don't have any Jordy Nelson shares, but I'm going to keep a very close eye on this because if this turns into like even like swelling in the knee or you know like fluid in the knee. Anything, you know, if this starts to snowball even just a little bit, I mean, it could turn into really quickly a scope. And then, you know, then, then who knows how long he's missing. You're out four to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks. And then, and then who knows if he's coming back at all. It just, this doesn't feel good to me. No, I mean, if you're a Randall Cobb owner, that that scares you as well. Right. Um, We love Aaron Rodgers. It's a dynamic offense. 
I'm going a, I'm to a piggyback off what I said two years ago, and I couldn't say last year because he was out for the year, is, and it was right before he got hurt, and I said, see, I told you guys to sell him. I'm going to piggyback right off the same thing. I'm going to kind of go into the, what we kind of preach a lot, is if Jordy Nelson starts the season, he starts playing well, get out while you can. Yep, I agree. I mean, again, he has an ADP of 28, so he has really good value right now as it is. So if you can turn Jordy into a 17 first and something, Maybe even just a seventeen first. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's starting. He's starting to make me nervous, man. I if I I would probably get out at you know for a seventeen first. And, it, and not even that. So I mean, obviously the seventeen. We it's easy to say this, but a seventeen first are hot commodities. Now the seventeen first will drop in some value in mid season, just like all draft picks do. They will be obtainable. So if you want seventeen first, you're going to, want to do it in season and early in the season, like the first twenty five percent of the season, when some guys start to get hurt, people get desperate, they want to win that championship, which is good. And that 17 first shouldn't hold you back from trying to win. You should be willing to give that 17 first to win. And Jordy Nelson has that name, caliber, and talent to probably get that, make that happen for you. And for me, though, I'd be, I'd, like we just said, I'd be content with flipping him for Devontae Parker. So would I, man. I think the guy has huge upside. I think, I mean, obviously in the offense that Adam Gase is bringing down to Miami, definitely huge upside for Devontae Parker. He's probably the, you know, the guy I would want most. And that's, yeah. that's saying a lot because Jarvis Landry's good. He's really good. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're already talking about the rapport with him and Tannehill. And so, Nelson, you should start thinking now, if you're a Jordy Nelson owner right now, you should start thinking about younger guys or things that you would like to obtain for Jordy and go into it thinking about that with, like, high expectations. Like, Jordy's going to come out. He's going to dominate the first four weeks. And it all depends where your team is, obviously. If you need Jordy to win, you're going to hold on to him. Right. But right. if you feel like you can get by without Jordy, like last year, and obviously last year should be a good example of where your team sits without him because he didn't play. Right. So you'll know where your team stands. Like if you didn't win last year just because you didn't have that elite receiver, then you know you have to keep Jordy Nelson. Uh, if you're way off base, then you know you need to sell him. But I'd start targeting players, and I'd start seeing if I could probably get like a Devontae Parker or you know maybe Alan Hearns and something back for Jordy Nelson. I, what I'm saying is I tried to start eyeballing that now, looking at other teams' rosters and who needs that receiver. Mm-hmm. So early in the season, you can kind of attack that team and maybe idolize or itemize some guys on each team that you're kind of interested in or the draft pick. Mm-hmm. So you back me up on that one too? I do, man. He's starting to make me nervous. Yeah. I, and, I, I, and, and, you know, he's not going to get any younger. So, yes. Exactly. He's not getting any younger, man. The injuries, they're not going to get any better. All right. So... Uh, next on the highlight list here is the ageless wonder. Speaking of not getting any younger, Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden signs a one-year deal. Signs with Detroit, man. Um, so I guess um, pump the brakes on the Marvin Jones hype train that everyone, you know, everyone was getting kind of excited about that guy. Some people were, you know, saying how he's going to be obviously like a guy that's like startable, you know, week in and week out. I think Anquan Bolden will affect that a little bit. Yeah, or does he hurt Golden Tate a little bit? Or, I mean, I, it's hard for me to even see Anquan Bolden come in here and even start in, to be honest with you. I see him being, now, I think Detroit's going to want to run a lot of three receiver sets, and I think that's where Anquan Bolden's going to kind of come into effect. Because I still see Golden Tate and Marvin Harrison, or not Marvin Harrison, the Hall of Famer. Uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones as the starters. And for me, you still got Ebron in there. Still kind of a, a wishy-washy running game. And come on, man. You got Jim Bob Cooter in offense. That guy knows how to <laughs> chuck up the ball up there, okay? Man, Jim love- Bob knows how to get the ball in the air into a receiver's hands. The only people that love Cooter more than us Listen, is Matt Stafford. That's right. He loves the Cooter. He loves the Cooter. Mm-hmm. And I love me some Jim Bob, too, mm-hmm. okay? And the Cooter. <laughs> that aside, though, do you think that Anquan Bolden is a more reliable target than Marvin Jones? Because I do. As a possession guy? Yeah, I, but Marvin I, Jones But Marvin Jones was even brought into the to do that. Marvin Jones is like a big play receiver as it is. But I mean, I just think, I just think Anquan Bolden is better than him. Even mm. at this advanced age, like I think he's more, he's a more reliable target. And I think that's why they brought him in. I mean, he's in a better spot and a better, with a better quarterback, better surroundings. I don't know, man. It's kind of hard for me to even think that Anquan's going to be anything significant. I mean, Marvin Jones was somewhat iffy, but I don't think his role changes whatsoever. I think the only thing that would kind of concern me a little bit would be kind of like the Golden Tate going into him there. But again, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to see what Anquan Bolden really does much this year. I mean, 
What is he going to get? Like 600 receiving yards? Yeah, but that's 600 or less for some, you know, for, for, every, somebody. for the offense. You know, I mean, it, that's, you're right it's there. Getting, it's getting taken away somewhere, man. It's not like he's going to be. I'm not saying go get Anquan Bolden. I'm saying it affects the people. And I don't I think don't it's know. personally, I don't think it's going to be Golden Tate that it affects. I do think it's going to be Marvin Jones. I honestly don't want anything to do with any of the D- Detroit offense. I mean, as much as I love Jim Bob Cooter's name, he's still a really good offensive coordinator. Hall of Fame name, like you said. And uh, again, I mean, I feel like a lot of Golden Tate's stats last year were a little wishy washy without Calvin Johnson. But, but he, Calvin Johnson's not there. I know. So, I mean, yeah, it's but it brought in more weapons. They yeah, sure they did. But, I mean, where was Golden Tate last year? He was a, he I mean he was a he was a back end wide receiver too. I think he was like, you know, in the in the 20s, 23, 24. 24. So he was a low end wide receiver too. Which right. is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I mean those it, are I mean those are decent numbers and that, I'm looking here now and he yeah, so he finished above Randall Cobb one spot. And you still have Kamar Rake and John Brown there. I'm a big John Brown fan there. Right, he's he's right in there with a lot of guys that you like. He's he's matching those numbers, Ugh. and right. I mean, and I'm that a- <laughs> and that was with you know a partial year of Calvin Johnson being there. So I think with Calvin Johnson not being there, I think he'll be at least be able to maintain those numbers. This is how important it is to have good wide receivers. Now there's going to be injuries everywhere, just to let you know. But I'm just going to go through this list real quick. I just want to look at it real quick. So wide receiver three would be wide receiver twenty six to uh, twenty five to. 25 to 36. To 36. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for the names? Sure. In order. These are the wide receiver threes in order. Randall Cobb, John Brown, Kamar Aiken, Devana Austin, Travis Benjamin, James Jones, Pierre Garçon, Ruben Randall, Ted Ginn, Willie Sneed, Marvin Jones, Dante Moncrief. That got ugly after about the first two or three. It's good to own some good receivers, isn't it? Again, build <laughs> yes, your team around good young receiver, wow. receivers. Now, some guys were hurt, like, you know, Keenan, Alshon right. uh, were on that list that were down some. Obviously, there's names, other names that were kind of hurt there. But, ugh, again, it shows you the importance of having a wide receiver three. So, if you had Willie Sneed last year, he was a wide receiver three. Absolutely, good man. I had, I had Willie Sneed. I still do. I mean, people, talk, people talk about being down on Jordan Matthews, who's going to be into a better offense this year. He was wide receiver 17 last year. Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So, Golden Tate. Okay, so I'll, okay, I'll I'll give you that with Golden Tate. I'm still rather gamble on Marvin Jones. All right, I've I've never been a big Mar- Marvin Jones fan, and I do own shares of Golden Tate and have since he was a rookie. So I've I, always been a big gambler. There you go. I like to gamble. I just don't think Take Marvin Jones is all that skilled. Yeah, well, he, I mean, Marvin Jones last year finished as wide receiver 35. He was a wide receiver three. I mean, it's only one spot lower than Golden Tate was a wide receiver two, <laughs> who was essentially the last wide receiver two. So you, mean, you mean one wide receiver position? I mean, he was oh. pretty much a wide receiver three. Yeah. Technically, so. non-technically speaking. Right. Okay. Moving on. About, Moving on. I, I just wish I could do a whole show on Jim Bob Cooter's name. <laughs> um, yeah. More news out there. Tyler Verga, tired, concussions. Um. Right, the guy, and and for those of you who don't know who Tyler Verga is, he's a Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. I mean, running back. So, I mean, the only reason that's really newsworthy, I think, is just because, to me, I mean, it just is Josh Ferguson. Josh Ferguson. It's just basically a Josh Ferguson story. Like, hey, there's even less competition there for Josh Ferguson, who seems to be just by default. He's sewing up the the backup running back. Situation. I wonder what I wonder what they're going to do. I have a feeling the Colts are going to bring in like some some one of these running backs is going to get cut in like the preseason. Maybe like maybe like Darren McFadden. You know, I think Darren McFadden can't make it out of Dallas. Uh, he'd be a good fit there in Indy with what okay. they want to do to offset that. But yeah, like you said, Josh Ferguson. Right now, I mean, there's no depth at running back in Indy. It's they're, Frank Gore in, and nobody. I mean, Josh, and Josh Ferguson and Frank Gore stays pretty healthy. He's been consistently healthy throughout his career. And yes, Josh Ferguson. I mean, that's. It's like bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when the Colts running game comes running for you? I don't know. There's not much there coming running. It's not even a stampede. It's not, man. It's, it's like two two friendly fellas skipping at you. Yeah. yeah, it's not not a lot to hope for. The indie <laughs> running game in shambles. You okay over there? Just breathe through your nose. Right. Yeah, dude. Sorry, you so, got you got me with the stampede. <laughs> sorry. So uh, th- that's that news there. Uh, more news coming out. More Tevin Coleman news coming out in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, they're really pushing this uh, running back by committee in Atlanta. Where now, like I'm convinced, it's a running back by committee. But that makes one of us. 
But mm-hmm. that being said, Tevin Coleman still doesn't hold any standalone value. I mean, Devontae Freeman's still going to be the passing down back. Right. And he's still going to be the red zone back. And I agree. I that's think he's, where all the I, fantasy points are going to come right. from. I think he's definitely proven that, that he's the better of the two options. I mean, obviously, Tevin Coleman was a rookie last year. He's maybe just getting his feet wet all last year. I mean, and, and he could be in for a, a uptick in production, but I still don't think that he's going to surpass Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I think Devontae Freeman's numbers are going to naturally come down. I don't think he can maintain the numbers that he had last year either way. So, I mean, yes, naturally he'll have a, you know, Tevin Coleman will have an uptick in his production. If Devontae Freeman gets hurt, obviously Tevin Coleman has a chance to be a running back one in that situation. Um, But it's still something to monitor about the whole Devontae Freeman. Like, again, it's more just about maintaining expectations for Devontae Freeman, I think, more than anything. I think Devontae Freeman still finishes running back one, but to the lower end running back ones compared to number one overall. We we already talked about this in the podcast as well. But, again, I mean – the more we hear about it, we're just going to push that news upon you just so you're prepared. Indeed. News. News. Makes the world go around. Um, more news. So, I mean, we're basically, we're coming into the, the season where everyone's going to be in training camp, and this is where you really have to start kind of paying attention, basically, to the news and nuggets, even, even more so than, you know, kind of the OTA fluff that they kind of give. You, you kind of have to filter through a lot of that stuff and, you know, to tell what's good news and what's just them kind of puffing themselves up, you know, like talking up their draft picks. Yes. So now, now we're getting into training camp where you really got to start paying attention to this stuff. This is where, you know, season's begun. Seasons. The season has begun. You can definitely find diamonds in the rough. We had named a few of them before the show. I I mean, I think it was like Aaron Foster, um, Alfred Morris, Morris, Cruz, Thomas Rawls. Rawls. These are guys that like, I mean, they may be there because they were undrafted free agents or late round picks didn't get picked in your draft, but you should definitely, you know, pay attention to, to all the training camps. You can't just hone in on one here and, and, and pick up these little nuggets. And if you start hearing the same names over and over again, it it may be a guy worth taking a gamble on, or if you know, you know, if you hear us talking about him or other podcasts talking about him, it you know, it may be worth taking a gamble on. Back of the roster stashes, absolutely. And most of these guys you're going to pick up this year, and you're like, well, they didn't do anything. It's not about doing something this year, but it's about them making a roster, getting transition to the NFL life, and then maybe next year making a contribution. And you hold on to him as a back and then roster until then. I mean, Victor Cruz is a prime example of that. Killed out, came out there, killed in the preseason, really didn't do anything much, and then came back and was a wide receiver one right. after that. Mm-hmm. And it was just about, did you have the patience of seeing what he did in preseason and picking him up and then being patient enough to ride that out until he did translate into a quality receiver? I mean, the same thing happened with Thomas Rawls. I mean, last year, I, I heard nothing but good things in OTAs, but I was kind of skeptical. And then when training camp came around and I was still hearing really good things about him, I swooped him up. He went undrafted in our league, and I swooped him up. So, and that's where you're looking. So, right now, what you're looking through for through training camp is it's a, it's a, it's why like on Twitter, it's good to follow a lot of the beat reporters for all the teams right. because you can hear these little nuggets that you're not going to get from the national perspective. Hey, this guy's doing good. This guy's doing good. And right now, just some news came out today about Trevor Davis. Mm-hmm. He was drafted in the fifth round by the Green Bay Packers, and there's a good chance that he went undrafted in your rookie draft. Yeah, I mean, we actually just had a draft this past weekend. He went undrafted in that one. So, yep. So, this is a guy who did really well at the combine. And he yeah, went I think Cal. he blazed, blazed a 4 4 2 in the 40. Uh, and, and yeah, he did, he did well in all the other individual drills as well. 6 1, very lanky. 188, yeah. Yeah, he's a skinny dude. Yep. But right now, granted, again, this is just the first day of training camp. But reports are coming out that he killed it day one of the training camp. He looked right. really, really good. And the Packers still need that big, deep threat receiver that they don't really have. You know, Randall Cobb's not doesn't fall into that deep threat receiver. He's a dynamic receiver. Right. Jordy Nelson's limping around there with crutches, so, you know, who knows what he's doing. Jeff Janis, Devontae Adams, the Enigmas themselves. Yeah, they, I mean, definitely. There's definitely an open competition there. So it, it's newsworthy and it, it's an offense that you want to have a part of. So if a, any wide receiver comes out of that and, and 
makes a name for themselves and is getting reps, it's worth monitoring. Yeah, so Trevor Davis is a name to monitor. I've already picked him up in multiple dynasty leagues um, as a very late end of the roster stash. Right. Uh, again, just because I heard some good news about him, I have everybody should have a spot or two on their dynasty roster to hold a guy like that. Right, right. And even if you got to promote, like, you know, put a guy back on the taxi squad if you need to, he's worth a stash at this point. Now, can I see myself cutting Trevor? In two weeks from now, I can see this guy buried as number seventh on the depth chart. I can cut him. But as of right now, I'm picking him up just in case. Right, because this is, I mean, this is super early. I mean, you're hearing news right now that it, and it's only rookies for the most part have, have reported to these training camps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to look at that with a little bit of a grain of salt just from that standpoint. Um, but once once all the people report, and if you're still hearing good things about Trevor Davis, you'll be happy you picked him up early. You know, so... um He's definitely a guy to monitor, at least at the very least. Like I said, like I usually say, put him on your watch list. Yes. So that way you're you're getting the person's news and it's and it's easy to get to and you won't forget about him. So that's a good um, way to do it. Yeah, that's usually how I roll with guys. I I put them on my watch list and then any article that has their name referenced will pop up to your to your screen on the MFL. If he pan- is, and if is, he pans out, you can thank us later. Exactly. If he doesn't, you just, just you just drop him and forget it. And forget you ever even listen to this yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah, no I big mean, deal. Dude, just one episode out of a hundred. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Chill out a little bit. Right. So aggressive with your anger. Uh, <laughs> more news coming out. Um, Trey Mason. Yeah. So this was a bit of odd, like kind of a tidbit, I guess. Yeah. His family, ahead. his family and friends are concerned about his mental health and his personal safety. Uh, and Jeff Fisher's already come out and said there's a good chance this guy's not going to be with the team. I mean, I wonder if this is. I hope it's not, but I, I you know, I wonder if it's not one of the, another one of those like uh, Titus, uh, Titus Young was it the, the Detroit wide receiver, um, who kind of went cuckoo, a little, a little cuckoo. Yeah, I can't remember. I guess I, I can't remember his name. I guess off the top of my head, but, um, but it just ended up kind of going off his rocker and had to be on like meds and stuff like that. And yeah, and I have no off. idea what's yeah. going on with Trey Mason in his personal life. I, just, I, I, I hope it's I hope it's nothing past. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but um, it's looking like Trey Mason's not going to make the team, right? Which is going to leave the backup running back position wide open. So I mean, behind it's Benny Cunningham listed right now. Yeah, as Todd, Todd, yeah. Obviously, Todd Gurley's the starter, and then behind him, it's Benny Cunningham. And then there's um a pretty interesting guy from my standpoint. Um, Aaron Green, who's a you know undrafted free agent out of TCU, uh-huh. um, just I actually literally it's weird. I I was just watching tape two nights ago of the guy. I mean he has he's a dynamic guy in the open field. Can like string together juke moves. Almost I mean he almost looks like a video game, and he can get to open spaces. He's got enough speed to get to the open spaces. And he was a guy. I mean he was a guy like pre. You know, like early on in the thing, I, I watched him in the Shrine game. He made plays in that. He scored a touchdown in the Shrine game, if memory serves me. I mean, so he's a guy that wasn't, he was on my radar already, kind of. But then when he ended up going to the Rams, I was like, eh, you know, like he's behind Todd Gurley. He's probably never going to get a chance, you know, given that Trey Mason's there and Benny Cunningham and then him. But now with Trey Mason maybe falling out a little bit, I mean, I could see him pushing Benny Cunningham for that backup role. And Can he catch the ball well? Yeah, he can catch a ball. Yeah, so that would kind of yeah. So Aaron Aaron Green's kind of a really good yeah go out there and pick him up kind of guy if he's even out there available on the waiver wire. I mean, he's an un- undrafted free agent in the NFL, so chances are he may not have been drafted in your on your dynasty league. Yeah, so so he fits right into this category exactly. of early waiver wire news that might pan out. Because then again, you know, not a lot of depth. Todd Gurley goes down for a week or two. Maybe it's week 14 in the playoffs, and then Aaron Green comes in there, and he's a running back one for week 14, and you win a championship a la think episode, this episode. If not, just again. Yeah, I mean, if not, it's just Aaron Green, no big deal. He's an undrafted free agent. It's kind of weird you're just watching his tape, too. It, very weird, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know why I picked him. I I, I just kind of like was randomly going through some, some names and, and picked it and started watching tape on him, so. It was odd. I honestly don't. I mean, I was just watching tape on a, on like five or six random guys that were undrafted guys that I w- I just wanted to kind of look over to see if I wanted to put them on my watch list. Yeah, clarify yeah. where they stood in your eyes. And now it's kind of nice because then you hear this news like, "Ooh, I want Aaron Green." So they right. other people might be looking at the Rams depth chart and saying, "Hey, I want Benny Cunningham. I want this guy. I want that guy." And you're like, "No, no, no. Give me 
Well, on, on 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 MFL, you can on your watch list, you can move people up higher and kind of prioritize them. Yeah. And I had already moved him up quite a bit after watching his tape, and now I mean, this is is He's just going, now you're going to sign him. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not jumping all over to sign him. I mean, wait, where are you in a waiver wire compared to me in a waiver wire? Um, I I th- I think you've picked up a player more recently so i think i'm i have a better yeah trevor decision. davis yeah trevor davis <laughs> clearly today. Yeah. let me put a little note here try and get aaron green before Matt or wait does. has or wait has that waiver claim gone through yet i don't even for know. trevor davis I probably hope, not probably not so I, I could probably scoop him up tonight then huh curses that's <laughs> all right i'll take aaron green i i have my choice i feel like, too, I feel like aaron green's got a better shot to hit the field sooner than trevor davis does yeah, you never know so that's it, though. Again, so the whole point is to pay attention to what's going on. Right. I mean, those, the season's those are two, begun. Yeah, those are two just just very early. Camp has, you know, basically just started. Um, those are two names that we've heard good things on. So We're going to hear some good things. Watch list We're going to hear some bad things. Yep. People are going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. So just pay attention. As the weeks go along, depth charts will slowly start to form themselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some preseason games coming up here very soon. Uh Hall, I think, of, Hall of Fame game is in like two weeks. Or yeah. Something? So I think over the next couple of weeks, let's, I think we should, as the season starts, maybe break down now that the season's about to start our positional rankings, you know, sure. Uh, where, how we rank the running backs, how we rank the receivers, how we rank the tight ends going into the season and where they stand in our eyes. And then right before the season starts, we'll do our sleepers of the year episode. And then we'll play a little bit of corn and start the season. Are you ready? God bless America. <laughs> And then we'll they, then we'll elect a new president. Yeah, wow. uh, America, America, land of the free, home of the brave. So that's it for today. Uh, pretty much did a whole show on just news, which is good, right? I mean, um, yeah, it it is going to get a little bit more news intensive. It probably won't be as intensive as this episode. Um, I feel like probably because I wasn't here last week that we kind of had to drill into some things that. You know, it just feels good to be talking about like you know. A lot this of is our, actual football stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most a lot of the shows we do during the summer are like evergreen episodes right. and you know topic specific. But as the season goes along, definitely in season we really break down players, guys you want to pick up, and what's going on in the dynasty world. Right on. It's almost like halfway a redraft show in season. Yeah, it's a little fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty. You know, now that I work for ESPN. <laughs> so, congrats again on that. By the well, way. in the meantime, uh, as always, you can check out. All the Dynasty content that your heart can desire on DynastyNerds.com for free. New articles go up every single day. You want to know what to do with Le'Veon Bell? Well, Tim Torch is going to tell you because he wrote yeah. about it. All right. What do you do with elite wide receivers? Well, Brandon Penny just wrote about that. You want to know about Devin Funchess? Corey just wrote about that. You want to know these awesome charts about running backs in the hashtag two, three-year window and where Ezekiel Elliott stands on these guys? Jacob Bittner's got you covered. Who are these guys and many more? Writers on DynastyNerds.com, they pimp out, pump out, press out, platypus out. What? Articles <laughs> left and right on a daily basis, uh, all to make you guys better, better Dynasty players. You can find it all on DynastyNerds.com. Not only that, all the rookie and regular player ADP, uh, courtesy of uh, at rookie ADP Dan and at Dynasty ADP Kyle. Two great guys help out the site as well. So make sure you're getting DynastyNerds.com for all that, the rankings, articles, ADP, and so much more uh, every single day of your life. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can always get on iTunes and leave us a rating review and let us know what we think you think of us, whether it be we talk about stuff with uh, peanut butter in our, mouth, in our mouth or whether it be we are the greatest thing since sliced bread. We enjoy them all. We enjoy them all. Some make us laugh more than others. Uh, but we do read them. We do. We, we talk about them. By we, I mean Rich. He reads I, them all. Well, then, I, then, I, then he relays the funny ones to me. Yes. So bring them on. Yes. I love the rating reviews. I yeah. do check them every single day. See if yes. somebody else jumped on there. Yes, you do. Uh, so if you want to support the site financially, the best way to do that is always, of course, you could buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. They're tri-blend. They're American Apparel. They are, my word, the most comfortable T-shirt you will ever wear in your life. They, Again, are, they are amazing. And what's, I mean, we all have redrafts coming up. What's better than showing up in your redraft and your Dynasty Nerds T-shirt to let these turds know that you mean business? Exactly. Hey, 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 fella. Hey, you're here for this redraft, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, buddy? Guess what? See this shirt? 
I play fantasy football 365 days a year. You show huh? those turds who's boss. Yeah. Where were you at in June, huh? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was drafting, baby. That's right. Study schmuddy. Mm-hmm. I know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sterling Shepard, you know him? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Poor man's Antonio Brown. He's on my roster. I got him. So, you know, it helps. See? Look, people are going to be like, wow, this guy knows. Look, first of all, he's crazy. <laughs> but damn it, if I don't like him with that awesome shirt. Exactly. You know what? I'm, gonna give, I'm giving this guy a high five. I got to high five this guy. High five. <laughs> you know, I'm holding up both hands. <laughs> Double high five it, crazy guy. <laughs> so, if you want to take a part of that, you could, you could buy a t shirt. And again, it supports the site. Uh, every shirt we sell pays for two podcasts. And all the rest of the money that we get goes right back into the site. And yep. we're doing everything we can trying to make this the number one dynasty site in the world for you guys. Obviously, we know that's a big hill to climb, but we can't get there without rope. And you guys yeah. providing uh, the green provides rope. They are the rope. You so, are our rope, man. Again, we uh, appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And thanks for loving us, too. Hasta mañana. If you wait, well, I gotta get my Twitter. You just you're throwing the mañanas out there like it's mañana. We miss you, Mike. I know. I just talked to Mike today about coming back to the podcast. Now that his kid's like 18, yeah, and no kidding, he can come back. And it's in it's in the works. We might have some Mike appearances coming back here soon, either via satellite or uh, any other way. We might we might might need some of that T-shirt money to put in his pocket to get him back in here. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We're getting I told him, back. I was like, dude, you're the best person on the podcast. He's like, you're just doing that to grease my wheels. And I'm like, excellent. <laughs> um, but if you want to follow if you want to follow Mike on Twitter, he's at Dynastinner and Mike. Tweet him up left and right. Tell him, hey, we need you back on the podcast. Yeah, really? Let's get Ooh, some public support behind That's a us. good idea, actually. Yes. Yeah. Inundate Mike with tons of tweets saying you want him back on a podcast. He'll just shut off his Twitter and watch him. Like, you go, you did something on the podcast, didn't you? <laughs> uh you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Maybe ask him a question and then P.S. We need you back on the podcast. Who even better? Yeah. So that way you know that, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you need his help and then let him know if your answer is your question. If he does, P.S. I really miss you on the podcast. Yeah. Man. It's okay. You can tell him you're the best. We need to butter him up a little bit, people. Yeah. Let's get him back. You're so much better than, you should be the host, not Rich. <laughs> I don't care if Rich, Rich owns the site, but you know what? You're the best podcaster out there. All right, let's move this along. Well, you never get, I'm waiting for you to give out your Twitter handle. Oh, at Dynasty Matt. Nobody cares. No, I know. And <laughs> you can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. We'll be back next week with more news. Hopefully, no injuries. Hopefully, no big time injuries. Hit him with it. Hasta mañana. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.